All right, here it is, uh, part two in our, I don't know, in-depth uh, <laughs> look <laughs> guess, at, 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 at the cage man's um, illustrious career that has, uh, he, you know, we, we ended it on um, basically in the late 90s with the action trilogy. And uh, and now we're going to the middle period where I mean he's he's still got <laughs> I mean there's adaptation in this time there's Gone in sixty film. seconds uh, mm-hmm. Wind Talkers National Treasure National Treasure of course but then but but oof then. oof just so much so much I can't even describe it what he's done or what he chooses to do. It's like, like we talked about last time, he literally will take any script that's put in front of them. Yeah. So here it is. This is, uh, this is another episode of questions like this. And, uh, and we're asking, uh, what drives a man to, <laughs> to sink <laughs> so low? what, why, why, why would uh, Academy Award winner, and let's not forget, he is uh, Academy Award winner, Nicolas Cage, yep. to be in uh, such movies Unfortunately. as uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, Wicker Man, Left Behind, uh, and was he was he in a Dying Light? Yes, Dying of the Light. That's absolutely a Nicolas Cage joint. Oh, my God. And, um. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, here it is. We, we're we not sure where this is going to take us, but there's some stops along the way that uh, I'm sure listeners out there are, are very familiar and would would rather forget. Yes, I definitely agree. So we invite you to come on this uh, this journey with us, wherever you may be, as we explore the uh, the latter half of the Cage Man's career and discover pretty much why he takes anything. Yeah. So you want to start with uh, eight millimeter or uh, Gone in sixty seconds? I'll let's do Gone in 60 Seconds. That's a, still a pretty good film. Yeah. Um, all right, so picture this. It's it's the, it's the 2000s. And, uh, you know, uh, action movies, uh, they're, they're in a pretty good spot. And the heist movies, uh, they're, they're kind of a, you know, this is after a Guy Ritchie kind of started making those uh you know east london heist movies so uh the americans are like yeah we we want to do some of our own so nicholas cage uh stars as memphis reigns and uh if you can believe it <laughs> they have to steal cars including the fabled uh shelby gt500 Eleanor, who is that's uh, right, who's practically a character in a movie as well. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This was uh, this was Fast and Furious before Fast and Furious was a thing. Yeah, um, 
You know what's strange is, um, well, I guess this is this is a remake too, right? It is. Yeah, but um, but it's its own movie. It's uh, mm-hmm. besides Nicolas Cage, there's uh, Giovanni Ribisi, Angelina Jolie, um, Christopher Eccleston, and uh, and yeah, that guy you see in uh, pretty much every East London movie, Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones. Oh, and uh, let's not forget Robert Duvall's in it. Oh, yeah, Robert Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a movie. So basically the the premise is that Cage and his crew have an hour to steal over, uh, over 50 cars. And, yeah, that's pretty much the plot of the movie right there. And there's a really great scene where Cage uh, displays his full uh, acting ability. He starts getting into character by listening to the song uh, Lowrider. Oh, yeah, that was a great bit. That was. (laughs) (laughs) But he just looks, like, the song comes on. Like, he invites his whole crew to just, like, stand around in a circle. And he just looks uh, deadpan out into space. As the music's playing... And uh, he starts, like, closing his eyes. He starts shaking his hands. And at one point, he just says, all right, all right, let's ride. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> what a film. So, yeah, basically, uh, Giovanni Ribisi is uh, Nicolas Cage's brother. And uh, he... Botched a job, and of course, uh, older brother uh, Randall Memphis Reigns. Who, what a uh, name. Yeah, continuing the tradition of great um, character names for uh, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, get, we'll get to what we're talking about in a bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Randall Memphis Reigns has to bail him out by mm-hmm. uh, finishing the job, you know, getting his own crew and stealing 50 cars in uh in in about an hour mm-hmm. so uh yeah yeah i'm looking at some of the cars they stole on here it's like damn they're, they're wow because you got the you got the eleanor there the shelby mustang gt500 you have a few aston martins on there you have bentley's yeah you have you have Rolls Royces, you have Ferraris. You got Lambos, you got Porsches. And you got Hummers. And Hummers. Um, <laughs> I believe Hummer, the car company, has uh, gone out of business, actually. Uh, they still make Humvees, I they thought, for the, for the Army, right? Yeah, for the Army. I think so. But I think for, uh, I think for, for the civvies, they don't, they don't make cars anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really yeah. fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh my god. It's Oh my god. The movie has three Oscar winners in it. It has Cage, it has Angelina Jolie and Robert Duvall. All three of them won Oscars and they chose to appear in this. Yeah. Um Am I imagining things or was uh Angelina Jolie having like dreadlocks or like like the close knit, like I don't know, Caribbean hair people have. 
uh, no, you weren't imagining things. She actually uh, chose to do that. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, man. It's a hair, it's a hairstyle when, uh, when uh, white girls go to the Caribbean and um, they spend too much time daggering and uh, listening to uh, Gully Bop. Uh, right and they come back uh you know uh culturally culturally uh, appropriating caribbean peoples oh culture. jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> yes that's yes. uh yeah it's great uh, that long and proud tradition of white people going to caribbean islands and acting like they fucking own the place uh, which uh unfortunately they still do um yep yeah, um, I mean, if we, uh, you know, it is, this movie is kind of like a Fast and Furious before there was Fast and Furious, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's less of like the street racer culture and more, and more of a, it's more, it's a more of an emphasis on the crime. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's more on the, well, I mean, you know, Fast and Furious is a different kind of it's it's different kinds of cool cars, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very it's overall it's very similar. It's uh, it's a loud movie with uh, car chases and uh, well, I guess uh, actors who are inexplicably in the movie like uh, Christopher Eccleston, uh, mm-hmm. Robert Duvall still uh, still can't figure out why he's here. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he, Nicolas Cage was still a very bankable uh, star back then, and it made a lot of money. Yeah, like it made a, a shit, lot of fucking money. Like a shit ton of money right there, even though critics hated it. I'm sure. Um, let's see, what's... Uh... 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's certified fresh right there. Oh, yes. And by fresh, we mean absolutely garbage. What was the soundtrack like? I don't I don't really remember. Um, I mean, there, there's there's that uh, DMX song. That one I remember. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it was uh, like a weird combination of, uh, of rock and punk and R&B and funk and... Rap, it was yeah. <laughs> kind of strange. Like, apparently Moby did a song for it. What? Yeah, I'm looking at the soundtrack right now. Moby. Yeah, Moby. <laughs> Moby. Uh, yes, Moby. The <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's unexpected. Um, yeah, I'll say. <laughs> But man, DMX, um, Party Up, I, I feel like Party Up was in every movie after it came out. Oh, it was. It was. They used it in everything. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, Ten movies. Ten movies. Damn. Ten movies. Wait. 
10 movies. Uh, so, sorry, 11 movies. Never 11. mind. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, how could you go wrong with... Um... Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. here. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot go wrong with that. It's the song that if you play it at any place, the people are going to start dancing to it. Yeah, um, this is is a classic of, it's a classic of, uh, of American, of the great American songbook. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, is he coming out with some new shit, DMX? Um, and I know hmm. he's uh, he's been like off the radar for a bit. Uh, you mean when he's not going to uh to prison every year? Yeah, I mean prison's kind of going off the radar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what you meant. Okay. Um. He has. Uh, apparently, he released a new song uh, in January of this year. Oh, he did? Yeah, it was produced by uh, Swizz Beats. Swizz Beats. Damn, son. Yeah. <laughs> Bane is back. I'm going right. to have to listen to that later. Me too. You know, um, DMX, um, it's uh, Party Up, uh, Rough Riders Anthem, and uh, X Gonna Give It To You. Those are, by law, it is required to be played at a party at least once. Absolutely. Um, Couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) Any of those songs. um, (laughs) He was in in movies, too. Uh, Fucking uh, Romeo Must Die. that's right. Cradle to the grave. The grave. <laughs> uh, what else is he? Exit he wounds. Another... Exit wounds. Yes. Yeah. With uh, oh god, Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh lord. Have you seen Steven Seagal recently? Um, I've seen his hair. Okay, Steven Seagal looks like a. Like extremely low res villain from like a shitty James Bond ripoff game on like PS One. <laughs> like yes. if you look at him, even like there was an interview recently, and I guess he lives in Russia now or something. Because like the the what's that fucking cathedral's name? The the famous oh. one. It's not the Kremlin people that's that's not what the kremlin looks like that's a that's a church not not where uh vladimir putin plots to destroy uh the world (laughs) but yeah it's in uh that that church is in the background and then he's wearing like his usual like asiatic like silk shirt and he's got like really tiny glasses and like very like tight hair and he just looks yeah. like a shitty James Bond villain. That's right. No, I'm looking at pictures right now. I don't even know what I'm even looking at. It doesn't even look like him. It just looks like uh, a face that was molded to look like him, but something went wrong during the whole process. It's something went terribly wrong. Yes. I'm. Oh, my God. And so take, you know, his 
his face, then inject about 300 pounds into it. And that's what he looks like now. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. <sighs> late, late, uh, late, late stage uh, Seagal is also a very interesting phenomenon. Because um, he continues to pump out shitty movies that maybe like, I don't know, Uzbek's watch and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. All right, but back to back to uh, the cage man. Back to the cager. After uh, after God in sixty seconds, um, there was Wind Talkers. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a Spike Jones movie uh, adaptation. There was a uh, the Family Man. There was a Family Man, and uh, you know, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess uh, adaptation is uh, it's one last gasp of uh, of good cage. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's actually a very very meta film. It is. Um, it. I think it was supposed to be. Um, an adaptation of like like during uh, a movie it was about like an adaptation of a non-fiction book but then it just became like you know uh let's just make a movie about adapting a book exactly and uh, and that's what happens Mm -hmm. uh yeah nick uh plays uh charlie and donald kaufman uh one of them one of them don't exist <laughs> I'll leave it up to you uh, guys yeah. to know which one. <laughs> but... And uh, I don't know what he's doing there, but this is the beginning of when his hair starts to go uh, kind of off the rails a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you uh, if you go to the Wikipedia, you can you can kind of see a little a little shot. From set and uh, yeah, it lo- very strange. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. But <laughs> yes, I I consider that like the last. I agree with you. I consider that the last time you know he was ever really taking taken that seriously as an actor, and he was actually really trying. Yeah, as an as an auteur. As an auteur. But I, I same... fucking hate it when people say that they're auteurs. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> it, it, it's like it's like give me a break already. You know, you make one film and you say like you know, oh, I'm the next uh, Spielberg or I'm the next uh, you know Terrence Malick or Scorsese or Kurosawa or something like that. Yeah. Uh... You know, you know the story of uh, Troy Duffy, right? No, who's he? He's the guy that directed uh, Boondock Saints. Oh yeah, that's right, the one and done classic. Yeah, he was a massive piece of shit, and he was like saying um, he was going to be the next great uh, director, but he just burned every conceivable bridge possible so that <laughs> when boondock saints finally came out i think they only released it in like five theaters and like all the studios are saying like yeah this guy's a complete dick we're just gonna Mm -hmm. fuck him over pretty much but 
that one movie, it apparently it caught on because everybody I knew in college had a poster of that movie in their room. That uh, Boondock Saints is an interesting movie because objectively it's a shitty movie, but mm-hmm. it's it's also the ultimate like uh, it's it's like the ultimate Saudi fantasy. <laughs> that and The Departed. That and The Departed. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, I'm looking at Troy Duffy look right now. He looks like a he already looks like a gigantic piece of shit. Yeah. Um he used to be I think he used to just be a bartender and like he wrote this script in a flash. And mm-hmm. um people liked it. And yeah, he just he just his kinda like the Grinch, except his ego uh swelled three times that day. Uh yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a good uh, documentary about this um, overnight I think it's called. Um, yes, it's a very important life lesson. It's applicable not just to the film industry but every fucking job you can possibly have. Just don't be mm-hmm. an asshole. <laughs> exactly. Ah uh, yeah. But speaking of directing, 2002, the same year he made adaptation. That's also the same year that Nicolas Cage decided, hey, you know what? I can direct too. Yeah, this is this is the Cage Man's uh, golden golden turn in the in the director's chair. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I mean, I guess this is kind of uh, less well known than a lot of his other work, but yeah, we're talking about Sonny. Mm-hmm. And is, you may, yeah, <laughs> you may not have heard of it before, and quite frankly, you're not alone because I had never heard of it before. We started doing research on him, but yeah, it has James Franco in it, of all people. Yeah, fellow fellow NYU alum James Franco. Woohoo! Uh, forgot what year he graduated, Tish, but yeah, um, James Franco. Plays the titular Sonny, yeah, the titular character Sonny, who who runs a small brothel, and mm-hmm. uh, after coming back from the army, um, he comes back to being a gigolo. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, so but... it's a uh, it's one of those. Um, excessively melodramatic uh drama films um but it's uh, besides james franco there's a uh, harry dean stanton in it um forgot Nina suvari i forgot what harry dean stanton plays fuck um um but uh, uh mina suvari's in it and uh mm-hmm. she's uh also a prostitute and um they uh, fall in love so, as, it, as it so it, happens. Oh, the classic hooker with a heart of gold story. Hell yeah. Um, oh, uh, this film is notable for two reasons, however. One, uh, not only does he direct and produce it, 
But uh, the cage man himself has a, a, a small role in it. He plays a, a, a pimp. And uh, please tell everyone out there the name of his character. Okay, this is 100% real. This is 100% Nicolas Cage's um, choice. He plays a pimp, a flamboyant pimp named Acid Yellow. (laughs) Oh, my God. And he's got like, and he's got like a trademark silly voice too. And it's like it's this one scene he has in the movie. He's talking to Sonny. He's like, "Hey, Sonny, why don't you?" It's something like it's it's breathy. It's like perverse. I yeah, it 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 has to be seen to be believed. Oh my god! Oh my god! And yeah, you're, the... you're looking at the pictures, aren't you? Yes. What the fuck am I looking at? Yeah, um, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's give the audience a look at the costume. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like the like the character implies, uh, he's decked out all in yellow. Like he has like a yellow, he has yellow hair, or according to this, uh, quaffed. Uh, Blonde hair and exaggerated mannerisms. No, this is the description. I'm reading the description of his character. He has quaffed blonde hair and exaggerated mannerisms. He shouts about how much he loves cocaine. He talks about sucking Sonny off. Yeah, yeah. Um, that dialogue <laughs> is, uh, yeah. Yeah, Sonny, why don't you suck you off? And, uh,. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's. So he is wearing, an, of course, acid yellow shirt. Mm-hmm. He has the creepiest mustache in existence. Oof! Yeah, and uh, his glasses, man. Yeah, it almost looks like he's hosting a game show in the nineteen seventies. It's like. I, I, it's like mother. You you know this motherfucker's got bodies in his basement. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everyone who's unaware of this movie needs to watch it. Please. Everyone just... who has, at least, try to look up the, yeah, just at least, uh, try to look up the the damn cameo. It's oh god. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> it is quite a sight to to behold. Um, but apparently, I was reading this as well. Do you know who's a fan of the film? Yes, I am. I am very aware. Who else <laughs> could possibly love a movie <laughs> this shitty? <laughs> It's the man himself, Mr. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> because, of course he is. It just makes so much sense. 
By the way, another uh, James Franco joint coming out very soon that we're both very excited about. That's right. The Disaster Artist. Everyone out there better be fucking seeing this movie because, oh my God. Absolutely. It's it's incredible. Some are even calling it Oscar-worthy, people. (laughs) People, this is an adaptation of a fucking movie directed by Tommy Wiseau, and people are calling it Oscar-worthy. This is a movie about a movie. This is this is a movie about the room. This is oh my god. I I can't wow. even say enough good things about this movie. No. And just <laughs> uh just uh just look at the cast, people. Uh James Franco, Dave Franco, Allison Brie, Zach mm-hmm. Efron, Hannibal Barres, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's in this movie too. Come on. How can it go uh-huh. wrong? Uh, Brian Cranston's in this movie. Brian Cranston will make an appearance. He will. Uh, Kristen uh, Bell. H- Kristen Bell. Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games is in it. Josh Hutcherson. Uh, McLovin's in it. Oh, God, he's not. Yeah, Christopher Mintz Plas is in it. <laughs> oh, so he is. Look at that. <laughs> so he is. Uh, Sharon Stone's in it. Sharon Stone. So yeah, um, and Tommy Wiseau will make an appearance. So yes, yes, he has a, a contractually obligated appearance. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely, see this fucking movie. Please do. But uh, back, <laughs> backing up for a minute, back to a. Uh, Back to Nicolas Cage. I know we get, like to get off on these uh, long tangents, uh, but uh, back to Nicolas Cage. In 2004, like two years after Sonny came out, he made, actually in my opinion, one of his uh, best films, which is National Treasure. Yeah, this is um, probably the most fondly remembered Nicolas Cage movie of the last like 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, and it, insp- yeah. it inspired so many people to just, uh, you know, go around to different uh, historical sites and uh, try and uh, cut it open to see if there's any treasure hidden inside. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. No, no, no. no. He, doesn't, he doesn't scream. He whispers. He's like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Just like, just like that. He <laughs> says it so casually, too. He says it so casually. It's just like, you know, yeah, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But as a history buff, you know, when I first saw this film, I had this gigantic shit-eating grin on my face because I said to myself, yes, finally, a movie about a movie for history nerds like myself. <laughs> yeah. Um it's great to take your kids. Um, mm-hmm. If you're a, if you're a teacher, just pop this movie on before uh, a push. Um, guaranteed, it'll make uh, class more interesting. Mm-hmm. Not gonna say it's gonna make them learn any better, but yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. Don't don't go into this movie expecting to actually learn something. 
from it. Just the, <laughs> just the, just go and try and see if you can watch Nicolas Cage or discussing uh, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, also has a great name in this movie, uh, Benjamin Franklin Gates. That's right. What a name. Yeah. As, <laughs> as if you needed to shoehorn in any more uh, American history right there. Yeah. After uh, National Treasure, I think I think we're going to move on to mm-hmm. perhaps the oh the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh my god. This is are, are you, Yeah. <laughs> are, are you talking about what I think you're talking about? Yes. This is this is a film. This is a legendary film. Um, ostensibly, not, not ostensibly, <laughs> it's a it's a horror film. You sure about that? But um, if you watch this movie, you might be scratching your head, wondering, a, who saw this and said this was a scary movie, and b, why, why does this exist? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what uh, Neil Le- Neil LeBute was thinking when he wrote and directed this, but somewhere he said, "I have to remake The Wicker Man. I just, I have to." Uh, yeah. For, for it's, those... uh, yeah. Uh, uh, God, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> For, for those that aren't aware, The Wicker Man is actually a remake of a much better film that came out in the 1970s, also called The Wicker Man, and it has Christopher fucking Lee in it, so you know it's good. Well, the gist of it is that um, so the daughter uh, goes missing, and uh, Nicolas Cage has to try to find them in this weird uh, neo-pagan sect on an island. And yeah, obviously, if you watch the original Wicker Man, this can be done well. This can be done very well. Mm-hmm. But what the fuck happened in Wicker Man 2006? It's the mo- It's the moment where you see Nicolas Cage just completely fucking lose it. This is this is an achievement in filmmaking where you can literally see the actor not give a shit. On film. no, no, no. That's the thing. I think he actually gives too, too much, much? Of shit. Too I don't much. know about yes. that, man. <laughs> no, he, no. The, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a <laughs> there's that one scene where uh, he's on the island and. Um, like, you know, he sees, uh, like, uh, his daughter's uh, doll, and it's burned, and he just keeps screaming over and over. It's like, you know, like, how'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? It's like, did you, did you want to do the first, did you want to do another take, Nicholas? Or, actually, you know what? No, I think I think we're good. I think we got it. Yeah, it, it, it seems like a lot of the, a lot of the scenes were just like the keep it in. Uh, type of uh, style of acting. <laughs> um, 
there's a scene where there's this weird festival uh, and he, for some reason, uh, incapacitates this one woman who is supposed to be dressed up as a giant bear. Uh, he knocks her out. He dresses up as a freaking bear. Uh, and it uh, looks like his daughter's about to be burned at the stake. He uh, runs up as as you do in a giant bear costume, uh, punches this one poor woman in the face in the bear costume and like tries to take her away. But all that, all that is nothing compared to the bees scene. Yeah. Nothing. This is, um, it's a beautiful, it's a beautifully shot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful scene. It's a, uh, it's a crescendo building up to a powerful, powerful climax. So towards the end of the movie, um, Nicholas Cage, uh, you know, um, daughter's about to get burned. Um, and he tries to, uh, rescue the daughter, but, uh, eventually, Founds out that he's been betrayed and his daughter uh, is one with the cult now or has mm-hmm. always been, it seems. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the the pagans end up attacking him, breaks his leg, and then, then, mm. put this weird helmet on his head. And just in case this is not enough, they pour live bees into this helmet as they sing him unmercifully. Nicholas Cage cries out, Not the bees! Not the bees! (laughs) (laughs) Ah, they're my eyes! My eyes! And if you look at this scene... The bees look so unbelievably fake. Not only are they any not anywhere near his eyes, but it looks like someone literally just just drew them in on a computer. Yeah, um, incredible. <sighs> someone someone saw that scene and was like, "Yeah, this is a scary movie." Yeah. Although, to be fair, Nicolas Cage himself said uh, that making this film was completely absurd. Yeah, so if you haven't seen Wicker Man, please go see it because it really is uh, an exercise in abject confusion as well as unintentional hilarity. Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, just see the original Wicker Man from 1973. Yeah, just watch Christopher Lee be a badass. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was around this time, like right after he made Wicker Man, that he started 
let's just say liberally spending all his money. Yeah. Um, this is when uh, Nicolas Cage, you know, bought dinosaur bones, bought haunted mansions, mm. bought, bought fucking three castles. castles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God. Oh, he bought, uh, uh, Action Comics, uh, number one. Yep. Um, I think he bought an entire island. Uh, he did. Yes. Because of course, uh, of course you would when you're Nicolas Cage. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was spending money like it was going out of style. Yeah. And, um... Unfortunately, his uh, his career after Wicker Man is exceptionally painful. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, pretty rough. Starting with Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Um, this is back when uh, Marvel movies still sucked. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um I don't know. I don't I don't really want to get into Ghost Rider. <laughs> but hey, um Sam Elliott's in it. Uh Peter Fonda as the devil. Uh kind of good. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh Eva Mendez. Uh, Eva Mendez yeah. is in it. So yeah. Um I I just want to say that you know how like all the great superheroes have a, uh, you know their alter egos. You know they have their, their normal uh, appearance, their normal name. This guy's name is Johnny Blaze. Yeah, and his day job is basically Evil Knievel. So. Mhm. <laughs> oh my God. Uh. Yeah, I think. Um... What is it? Um, I mean, I guess they didn't really try to dig out as many stupid characters as they're trying. But yeah, this is this is a this is not a good movie. It's this this came out the year before Iron Man, so you have to understand what kind of situation Marvel was in at the time. Yeah. Um, this was, uh, this was when, um, the Dark Knight trilogy was, uh, around, so. So, yeah, DC was basically kicking Marvel's ass until, uh, until Iron Man came out. Yeah, man, DC used to have the better movies, like. Oh, absolutely. The first Superman, like, the first, the, like, the, the Tim Burton Batman and, and Batman then, Returns. And then Batman Returns. And then uh, and then they just went stupid. And then there's uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. And uh, and now uh, and now it's stupid again, except for Wonder Woman. Yes, because Wonder Woman is freaking awesome. Yeah, I think I think listeners know about my um, my my uh, opinion on Wonder Woman. Uh, yes, from episode you've, one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you've uh, mentioned it in uh, glorious detail. 
So yeah, uh, Ghost Rider. Um, there was a movie called Next, which I did watch in theaters, and I regretted. <laughs> uh, there's National Treasure Book of Secrets and Bangkok which, Dangerous. Uh, Bangkok Dangerous. There was the. Uh, there was Knowing. Knowing, yes, but, uh, the one where, the one where he basically tries to predict the end of the world. Yeah. Um, there was Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yep. There's Bad Lieutenant. Oh, Bad Lieutenant, where <laughs> he sees a like he shoots, he shoots a guy, and he's so high on coke that he actually sees the guy he shot a spirit come back to life and start breakdancing. Break yeah. Um, you might notice that um, Nicholas Cage and Coke are uh, a common three common are well acquainted. Let's just say. <laughs> uh, yes. So there you go, man. Uh, well, Let's let's break through this barrier and then uh, so there's season of the witch, uh, drive angry, which um, if you if you mistake it for Ghost Rider, um, you're more than welcome to. Mm-hmm. Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, which came out way too long after the first movie and uh, <laughs> like five years afterwards, nobody even cared about. Exactly. Oh, he also did a kick ass as well. Oh yeah, yeah, he was uh he's Big Daddy. Big Daddy, that's right. Man. In which he looks even creepier. Yep. Oh lord. I'm just looking through his filmography right now and Oh my god. Oh my god. He has one, two, three, four, five, six films that are coming out this year. Incredible. Unbelievable. Incredible. But yeah, um, I think the last shitty movie that I'm consciously aware of was uh, Left Behind. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just looking at the poster right now. Yeah. It looks like the worst Photoshop job I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I I really... Okay, so for people who aren't aware of uh, Left Behind, it's a series of novels about the end times. And uh, basically the rapture happened and uh, all the shitty people get left behind on Earth. Including uh, Nicolas Cage, who in the grand tradition of Nicolas Cage names plays a man called Rayford Steele. Mm -hmm. That's Steele with an E. That's right. An extra E. An extra E at the end. Uh, yeah. Uh, so basically it's a movie about them trying to survive the end times with... Um, I don't know, man. It's it's a really it's a really weird strain of like Christian propaganda. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, I think uh, even 
people who are ostensibly like should be fans of this movie like uh christian magazines (laughs) (laughs) yeah also panned this fucking movie yes definitely um and this is also the second time they've rebooted left behind because of course um bad idea um can always be tried again right <laughs> and it was such a dismal effort the second time around that this one dude on facebook he bought the rights to all the novels and is planning to uh try and make it again wow that's uh wow Huh. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Um What else uh what else is going on with Nicolas Cage today? What else is going on with him? He's basically taking movies left and right right now because he's flat broke. Yeah, I'm going to open up a few of these movies that are came coming out or came out this year. Uh okay. Vengeance. Um Wow. It's another great poster. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I believe this, but apparently it is uh, based on a Joyce Carol Oates novel. It is. If you can believe it. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Arsenal. Uh is it about the football team? Uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, what is that? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. What yeah, the yeah. fuck is that hair? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so, okay. Arsenal, 2017 film. Uh, Nicolas Cage, uh, John Cusack, Adrian wow. Grenier. Wow. That's right. Vincent That's right. fucking Chase. Vinny Chase himself looking old as fuck in that. Yeah. He kind of looks like uh Benicio a little bit. Yeah, he looks like he looks a little bit like Benicio. But man, what is what is up with Nick Cage in that poster? <laughs> Folks, just uh, just Google this fucking movie. It's my god. He just slapped this like ratty ass wig on his head and just you know, said, you know okay. what that kind of looks like. What? It, it's kind of like uh, the emo Spider Man hair. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <clears throat> yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Marvel would like to be reminded of Spider Man three. <laughs> yeah oh wow okay um uh <laughs> there's this other film that came out this year with Nicolas Cage called Inconceivable oh um is it a Princess Bride uh spiritual no. sequel not even close. 
Oh man. I I wish. I wish, but according to the poster, Nicolas Cage, he just looks like, you know, like I'd rather be somewhere else right now. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, Wow. Yeah, I know, right? He looks old as shit, too. I know. Who did the uh, who did the airbrush work for the uh, the poster? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, starring uh, WWE diva <laughs> Natalie Eva. Oh God, no! Oh God, is this a du- <laughs> is, is this a WWE films joint? Um, no, it couldn't have been because wait, hang oh, on, God. was it? No, no, no oh, it's thank not. God. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I, I saw that movie Oculus uh, with oh, uh, yeah. Karen Gillan, and then when it, when uh-huh. it when it showed up uh, WWE films in the front, I was like, uh, it, "Seriously?" <laughs> but uh, don't count on Nicolas Cage just yet. He did appear in a uh, a mainstream film uh, recently. He was in Snowden. Snowden. <laughs> with uh, with JGL, with our boy JGL. Boy JGL. And you know what? I liked it. I thought he did a great job in it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> the mo- I'll tell you, this is a funny story. The moment I started watching the trailer for it, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, like, okay, like, you know, like, prepare to get, prepare to be very intense. This is supposed to be very intense. And then I see Nicolas Cage pop up. I had to pause it because I was laughing my ass off the whole time. It's like, you casted Nicolas Cage in a movie about Edward Snowden. Yeah. Whom, whom's thought this? Like, uh, who the fuck, like, let Nicolas Cage in this movie? Oliver Stone, what the fuck are you doing? Oliver Stone, are you snorting coke again? <laughs> yeah but hey um i mean snowden was a good movie it's a good film it actually is a lot better than uh a lot better than what people are saying about it's, it it's, it's got... a lot better than it ought to be i mean it's it's a it's it, you know it's a really recent event and um uh yeah and uh it was also uh it also got mixed reviews, but hey, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Zachary Quinto as Glenn Greenwald. Glenn Green- Greenwald is not that handsome. I've met him in real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, yeah, he has snuck in and gotten some uh, mainstream work done, Nicolas Cage. But until he pays off his debt to the IRS, which is pretty fucking substantial right now, he he has to keep taking every single film that's presented to him. Hell yeah, man. Uh, 
Hey, the kids out there, don't don't deliberately waste your money like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, uh, spend spend your money uh, responsibly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so far in 2017, there's Arsenal, Vengeance, Inconceivable, Mom and Dad, and uh, there's uh, there's a few more coming out still in post. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, the future, the future is still uh, filled with the cage men. Not, not like we're actually going to see any of these films. But of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know that he can still get work. Yes. And despite the fact that he actually needs it to uh, maintain his uh, maintain his lifestyle. <laughs> but you know. Just, you know, I wish him luck, man, because I actually do like him. As much as we make fun of him, I do like him as an actor. I don't like him as a person, but uh, I wish him the best of luck. Yeah. Um, I like... Uh, we're, we're fans of Nick Cage. Um, he's, just, uh, he's just in a rough spot, and hopefully he gets better. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah... Um, conceivably just uh he'll be he'll be in shitty movies for a while mhm well i guess uh if there is an uptick he's also voicing uh children's movies uh the crudes uh-huh so uh you know that's uh that that that's got to give him some money mhm and i think that's it for uh the cage man. Yeah, I think that should. Uh, I think that should do it. All right. Any any final thoughts? Uh, last words. Uh, just a just a few. No, not the bees. Not the bees. Ah. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that that about sums it up right there. Hell yeah, and uh, yeah. So I think I'm just gonna close out with uh, with the song from the original um, Wicker Man. Uh, yes, summer is a coming in. Yes, love it. Um, also, uh, the original uh, Wicker Man. It's got it's got some nice uh, Swedish. Swedish titties in it. Uh, Britt Eklund. <laughs> Britt Eklund. Who, who was also a Bond girl in uh, Man with the Golden Gun. Also starring Christopher Lee. Also set uh, as, as, as. As. Francisco as quite Scaramanga. <laughs> quite possibly one of the greatest Bond villains ever. Uh, yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yes. 
Oh shit! That also has a that also has a tattoo from uh, from uh, Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island, yeah. Hervé yeah. uh, Hervé Hervé Vilches. Yep. What's his name? Knickknack. That's it. Knickknack. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this uh, double episode on Nicolas Cage. It was uh, impossible to discuss every every possible uh, every possible uh, twist and turn in in the Cage Man's career in one episode. So uh, we're given to you in two parts, and uh, yeah, join us next time. Uh, we'll figure out something interesting to talk about. Absolutely. Because we always ask the good questions. <laughs> the questions that you've been dying to hear us answer. Yeah. Like, uh... does anyone in Hollywood uh, not molest people? I mean, well, yeah, I mean... Seems I, like I mean, I, uh, you know Harvey Weinstein's the most recent fallout. It's uh, seems you know powerful people kind of get off on on uh, putting pe- putting women in compromising situations, right? And uh, you know uh, why does Michael Bay still get work? That's a, that's another question we're still wondering. Absolutely. And uh, is there hope for Nicolas Cage? And like we said, probably not in the foreseeable future. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 20 years from now, we'll look back on this and we'll say, like, you know, oh, remember when Nicolas Cage was flat broken, had to take every single job offered him? Yeah, maybe we can. Maybe one day we can look back and laugh together. Yes. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, my name's Aristo. And I'm Alex. And uh, yeah, closing out with uh, Summer Is It Coming In. See you next time. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be there.